Welcome to Toe to Toe, a podcast for realtors where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for realtors to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome. Hello, Jen. What's up? Hey, Monica. How are you? I'm, I'm in a fight mood. Oh, I just have a feeling we're going to fight. I'm feeling it. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, you better you better put on your protective headgear. I'm not scared of you. I <laughs> know you're not. I'm a little scared of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's normal. All right. So during today's throwdown, Jen and I are going to be duking it out over this. Should you always say yes to every seller opportunity? In other words, short sales, yes. Commercial place, yes. Horse farm, sure. Should you just be saying yes to anything you can get your hands on to sell? Jen, I have a feeling oh, no. you're, you have an opinion on this. Of course I have an opinion. Okay, I, don't, me too. I, think I can never remember the last time that I actually ran out of an opinion. <laughs> Today will not be the day. Well, you know what they say opinions are like? No, what? Mm, everybody's got one. Oh, it's true. All right. I'm going to go with yes. Yes. You think sellers, that agents should always say yes to every seller opportunity. Correct. Yes. Tell me why in the hell you would think that. (laughs) (laughs) Must disagree. Uh, We do. Okay, great. So I say yes. And if you, there are certain times where you can then refer it or you can solicit help. So I say yes, because I think that that is your, you want to keep the client. Um, But I also think that if you don't know how to do it, you shouldn't just go alone. Right. So like we've done, I've done commercial leases before, but like, I don't know how to do that. So I got our our friend, Jerry Garrison to help me out. And it was really cool because I got to learn stuff. And I told the client ahead of time, like, I'm not familiar with this. So I'm going to get some help. And he was like, fine. And now he uses me for all kinds of stuff that he mm-hmm. has for his properties. Cause he owns a lot of properties. Got it. Um, I've, well, I mean, my background's in short sales. So even if I got a short sale now, I would, I would not process it alone. I would have somebody else process it. Who's doing them actively now all the time. And then if we have properties that are like really far away and like, I know that I would be in a, I can't say a bad mood cause I'm in a bad mood a lot, but like, I know that I would be like in a worse mood. So like it's yes with a little caveat. Uh-huh. Okay. So let me just clarify something. So in Cincinnati here, for those of you who are listening, who are not in Cincinnati, we're pretty much divided right down the gut of the city and we call it West side and East side. Right. And the joke is that you have to have your passport to go over to the west side if you're from the east side. It's kind of a joke. But right. for a lot of agents, that is like another land. Right. Mainly because I don't know the west side that well. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know the nuances that you can't possibly know by just kind of looking at comps and data. So mm-hmm. would you say yes to a listing in a part of town that you didn't know? 
I think, yes, I would. And it depends, right? So like our area, we, I know a lot of parts of town. I mean, as you know, I move like every six months. So I'm like all over the place. If I don't know it very well and the, the, and I'm looking at the data and the data is not obvious, I would likely consult another agent, but I would still take it on my own. Got it. Unless there was some reason not to, because here's what I know, at least in our market, and I know every market's different, but like, I know how to sell a house. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's what side of town. I mean, I just helped my grandmother buy a house in North Carolina, Mm -hmm. used an agent there, but like, obviously, because you have to, Right. but I mean, we looked at the data. We, I mean- it's, it can be fairly obvious in some, most cases, I think. Mm-hmm. Not well, yes and no. I mean, I think there's some element of what you don't know, you don't know. And so for instance, in Anderson, there's this little ne- section of Anderson called the Coldstream area. And then on the other side of Anderson is a lot, there are a lot of newer homes and it's just an entirely different side of Anderson. And if you are comparing or creating comps for a house in Coldstream and you're trying to price it based on a house on the other side of Anderson, sure. you could be making a really big error because they just, they're valued differently. And knowing that but nuance- But the data would show that, I feel not like. Not necessarily. And I just went through it. I just went through it. And the reason I got the job was because some of the agents were trying to compare you know, this other section of Anderson and tell. So let me just back up. If you have like, if you know you're competing in this uppity specialized parts of town where they freaking think that they are special. <laughs> so yes, then consult with like a quote unquote local real estate agent that knows that this street is the better street because the who's what's of the who's what's lives on that street. And that's why it's better. Yeah, but you I think wouldn't you have know to- that is what I'm saying. How would you know? You know your parts of town. Well, you don't, though, is what you said. If you go to the west side, you might not know that nuance. That's the danger. I actually know the west side. Oh. But if I were going to go to, like, yeah, like a part of town that I didn't know, I don't know. I mean, I might consult if I really don't want to drive out there to show it because I'm all for, like, if you're going to take a listing, you should also try to find the buyer. And I know a lot of people are going to give me slack for dual agency, but, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I don't want to drive out there then I would either, I would probably tip it out or co-list it with somebody who is willing to drive out there. Sure. And I, obviously you and I will agree on that. The end result for me is that stay in your lane. And this is where I will disagree with you. And this is where I see a lot of agents, I think, getting into trouble. To me, this is about standards in your business. Yeah. And having standards in your business will make a difference. And your standard might be I don't sell commercial real estate. Leave that to the experts. Now, for you, you wanted to learn it, so you were alongside of Jerry. That's great. But I'm not going to pretend to take that listing. I'm going to absolutely refer that out. Not my lane. I think, yeah, you need to disclose it. If you're interested in it, though, I think it's okay to work with somebody. And if you are not, then you should... Uh, do your best to keep the relationship with the client because they probably asked you because they trust you. Right. And then refer it and make sure you stay in the loop to make sure that that person is getting the service that you would be giving them. Agreed. And a lot of agents, I think, say yes because they don't want to disappoint and they want to serve. But in the end, you're not doing that. And truly, I believe the clients just want you to help them in some way. And if your way to help them is to connect them with the right guy or gal, then you've done your job, I think. Yeah. And that's that's why just saying yes to all these things just means you 
don't have, this is my opinion only clearly, you don't have standards. And that doesn't mean you can't make exceptions to standards for the million dollar listing on the West side that you're like, no, I want a chance at building that luxury business or something. So you might say yes to that, but trying to be all things to all people will get you in trouble and will prevent you from being the one thing you want to be. So that's why I just think stay in your lane. No commercial. If I'm not a horse farm expert, I mean, there's so many nuances to this, the number of stalls and what, whether you're boarding there, whether that's a business or whether it's not like, I know just enough to be dangerous. Um, <laughs> and it's interesting because a, a gal here in Cincinnati, Gina Dubell-Smith. What's up, Gina? Hey, Gina. She, uh, she knows a lot about horse farms. Uh, Kirsten Gray, also in this market, knows a lot about those. Well, she has a horse farm, Gina does, in Anderson that we're getting ready to list. And the seller wanted an Anderson agent. Wanted okay. somebody that was really familiar. So we are tag teaming and hats off to Gina um, and I appreciate her bringing me in on that. And that's awesome. But if I had gotten that listing opportunity, I think my best way to serve that client would have been to bring Gina in. Yeah. Or Kirsten. I right? think we must be saying that. I think we're basically saying the same thing. I might stretch a little bit further than then you. I, I might not stay in my lane. I might straddle the lanes a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Where you might have some bumper. Yeah. Your standards are just a little looser. That's all. They're looser. It's yeah, you're looser. You can see that in all aspects of life. Anyway, so yeah, that's true. But I, I agree with you. If it's not, well, actually, let me think about it. Let's go back to our corners and let me think let's, about this. Let's think about it. <laughs> let's take a short break. Hear a word from our sponsor, and when we return, we'll have the final punches. Do you have an entrepreneur mindset? Do you believe in the power of building wealth versus just selling houses? There's a new kind of business model for realtors, and you owe it to yourself to see why top agents and teams are aligning their future with the fastest growing real estate company in the world. EXP Realty, tomorrow's brokerage today. For more information or a private discussion, go to the Toe to Toe Podcast Facebook page and send a private message telling us you'd like to learn more about EXP Realty. Welcome back. Now, Jen and I are about to go into our final rounds, but I want you all to listen at the end because we are inviting a special agent friend, right? To do kind of a tiebreaker, huh? Yep. Tiebreaker. Tune in and see if I get to win again (laughs) or if Jen's going to win this time. Of course. All right, Jen, let's just kind of summarize your thoughts here because I don't know. I feel like we disagree, although the tactic I think is ultimately there. All right. You want to go first? I can. Sure. So one of the biggest challenges I think I see agents facing is when they don't have standards in their business. And that's what we're talking about here. What is your lane? What clients can you serve the best and serve them and create a brand around that? You do not need to be all things to all people because you will just be sort of substandard or standard in all of those areas versus excelling in one area. And the reason I think a lot of agents say yes to everything is out of scarcity. Mm -hmm. A lack of abundance, right? And if you know this, there are plenty of deals for you in your lane, 
and just have that confidence, you'll actually do more business in a single lane. That's why they say the niches, the riches are in the niches, right? right? You'll do more business if you hold your standards and quit trying to cash grab at every little opportunity where you're not a 10 out of 10 and being able to advise them. That's well, my feeling. and I would say, I hear what you're saying. I think though, like for myself, I'm going to go with, yes. And it's for a different reason. It's not because it's like a cash grab. It's like, it's a listing or something I'm interested in learning, or it's a client, a specific client or a specific situation. And I'm also going to bring in somebody whose lane it is in, but that doesn't mean I'm going to get out of it. And if you, if you're doing that, that's great. I just, you and I know. HOV lane. You know the HOV lane? Yeah, the high occupancy vehicle. Yeah. Well, don't you put blow up dolls in that thing just to get in that lane? I personally do not. Okay. Well, I think we know though, and we both know agents that will take any bit of business and I just think it's dangerous. And that's they muck it up for sure. I think if you don't know how, I think we agree on this. If you don't know how to do it or you have never done it, you should you Not need to, to do get it. help. Yeah. It's not you should. You need, in order to serve the client, you need to have somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. Yeah. And I think where we differ is I almost say, just hand it over to the expert. I don't need to be involved. I'm nosy, girl. I know. Oh, That's yeah. what you are. Just <laughs> hand it over, get back in your lane, collect the referral money, and move on. I will if it's something I'm not interested in. Like if it's just a standard house, but it's like really far away, then I'll just hand it over. But if yeah. it's like, Something you're like, oh, it's interesting, right? <laughs> or it's like in a part of town I want to be in, or yeah. But then you do one deal, and then you're like, now I'm an expert in this. I'm doing this. Well, right, yeah. Because mm-hmm. one deal, right? That's For like sure. every realtor. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, all right, I think that's gonna have to be the end of today's battle. Hope that gave you guys something to think about. For you, what are your standards? What do you want to be your area of expertise and are you staying in your lane and, or are you coming from scarcity and lack of abundance and you're just grabbing opportunity? You're coming from scarcity. Dang. Mm, that's kind of what happens. That's why or people say yes to things they shouldn't say yes to. That's why people take over price listings. Or are you minded and want to learn other things? And that's why you say yes. Okay. All right. Let's go with that one. Let's go with that. All right. One. If I believed that was the reason that people were saying yes, then I would be all for it. Well, I can only speak for myself. I know. And I do believe because I know you are very growth oriented. And so I believe, I believe you. Thank you. All right. I'm a believer. All right. I don't know. I'm feeling a little injured. So go to our Facebook page. That's toe to toe podcast. Let us know what you think. Comment, vote, and thank you for subscribing to wherever you're listening this to uh, this podcast. That helps a lot and helps you too get notified when we put new podcasts out. Awesome. Bye, Monica. Bye, Jen. Have a good day. Yeah. All right. Hey, everyone. So I am here with the tiebreaker, Ryan Rice. Hey, Ryan. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Great. And he is with the Rice Properties Group for Keller Williams Capital Properties out of Fairfax, Virginia. So, Ryan, should you ever take every seller opportunity? Yes. 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 Somebody agrees with me. All right. Explain yourself because we're the only two in the world that say yes. So, you know, I am a very hungry agent. You know, I think that um, 
I think being bold and purposeful with taking on every opportunity, you know, obviously some certain sellers are not reasonable with what they want for their home, but um, I go in there and I'm, I'm bold and purposeful and say, Hey, here's the comps. Here's the information. Here's our team's greatest value to you. And this is what we can offer you. And I think through education and coming from contribution, I think that, um, Sellers can quickly be educated. Some of them are a lot harder than others to to educate on that subject. But um, I will even take a listing a little higher than I want the uh, the price to be. And then once uh, you know, I work my my myself and my team work work hard on that listing. If we don't have a certain number of you know the traffic in the house, or if we don't have an offer in a certain amount of time with a certain amount of showings, um, I set that agreement up front verbally to make right. sure then. I'm going to drive into that uh, within a couple of weeks. On the what market. about though, if like, if you're used to doing residential and let's say this is like acreage or a commercial listing or something like that. So I am more versed in residential. I do sell some land. I'm not, I don't sell on the commercial side, but you know, I think it's really timeline, right? So here in Northern Virginia, you know, I'm sure it's different than many markets in the U S but Things don't last long uh, on any on any stage with commercial, mm-hmm. the residential. So, I think just the communication and have something in writing, something saying, "Hey, in this timeline, if this doesn't work, here's what kind of work I'm going to put in for you, Mister or Mrs. Seller. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what I'm able to do. But hey, if we get to day sixty on the market, then I'd like you to agree to this revision in our agreement, you know, and set that stage up front." Do you, so you would take like a commercial listing, like, would you get help or would you just like take it? The commercial listing, I, I actually refer my commercial leads in okay. for those particular ones. I have someone that's a lot more, uh, it's more well-versed and can, can provide a higher value to, you know, those clients. And, but I keep those clients very close in my database. So I want to make sure somebody's servicing them at a really high level. Right. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. So we both have that same caveat that it's like, yeah, you should go into it to like saying yes. And then look at the opportunity, look at the seller, look to see how you see if and how you can help them. And if there's somebody that can help them better, then you still keep the relationship, but that person handles the deal. Absolutely. I I always, you know, me personally, I'm all about relationships and creating that relationship. Hey, I don't, I can't do this for you, but I have this contact for you. And right. thus continuing to keep those people close to me in my database and continue to touch them throughout our relationship. You know? Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you for being on our podcast, being the tiebreaker. And thank you for agreeing with me because it just doesn't happen very often. <laughs> have a good day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toe to Toe Podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.